Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I am your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then by now you should know that this show is all about horror movies, science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, uh, all those weird little odd movies that creep through the, uh, the cracks, and I'm here to bring them to you. Today, I have an assortment of movies that I want to talk about, um, and I thought they would be fun as... Things are winding down for, obviously, summer is done, but for some reason here in Ohio, uh, we go from summer to winter very, very fast. It seems like fall does not take long here before all of a sudden the doldrums of winter are upon us. And I thought to prepare us, prepare us uh, movie freaks for the impending doom that is the long winters here, I would do a top ten list. And this top 10 list is the top 10 movies that I think are best viewed in the dead of winter. Now, it it doesn't have to be like the best Christmas movies um, or certain holidays. I will say there's a few holiday-ish movies in here, but these are my favorite movies, currently my favorite movies, to watch when it's dumping down snow outside or just gloomy and freezing outside. There's just certain movies that, for me, work best when the weather is lousy. And uh, it makes me warm and happy inside. So, without further ado, here is the top ten. Now, um, again, as I stated just briefly uh, a little bit ago, this is a uh, currently what I would consider my top ten to be. Some of these will forever and always be on this list, mainly the top, like, Five, but the other ones are probably going to be interchangeable. Uh, there's, I would say, two that are definitely interchangeable that I could see maybe in the, the next year or two. Like, okay, I watched that one for the fourth time, and I'm like, I'm good now for a little while. But having said that, for right now in my life, these are ten that I can't wait to watch this Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, um, just. And then thereafter, obviously, into January, February, March, and here in Ohio, April as well. So, uh, let's get started with number 10. And number 10 is a movie that it, um, it's taken me just a bit to really, I don't want to say fall in love with, because I'm not in love with this movie like I am some of the other ones, but it, it fits quite well in this list, um, and that is 2015's We Are Still Here. And I've talked about this movie, I know on uh, my other podcast that I do with Eric, uh, Movie Freaks, I know I've talked about it there, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this show, but I've done this long enough where I forget which one sometimes I've talked about, but We Are Still Here. It's directed by Ted, uh, good lord, um, Ted Gogeff. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Ted something. And it's uh, in the cold, wintry fields of New England, a lonely old house wakes up every 30 years and demands a sacrifice. And um, it stars the the fantastic Barbara Crampton, and uh, Lisa Marie is in it. Larry Fessenden is in in this movie. Um, This movie is very, very bleak. It reminds me a bit of Lucio Fulci's House by the Cemetery, but 
in a very cold, wintry, isolated setting. The movie literally only has a couple of locations that it is filmed in, but the snowy outside and the subject matter, especially the last 20 minutes where things just go uh, straight to hell, make this a very, very cool horror uh cold weather horror movie to watch. And every time I watch it, I'm creeped out. The special effects are good. The acting is a bit spotty in this one. And that's why this one here made it to number 10. Uh, because while it is a bit, you know, it's pretty fast paced and I like the story. It is, uh, the acting leaves something to be desired. So therefore it falls to number 10, but it is still a very, very good movie. Check this one out. Number nine is uh, this one here I wanted to put higher on the list because it is such a great uh, cold weather movie. But some of the other ones are so much better even than this. And that is 2003's Dreamcatcher, directed by Lawrence Kasdan. And uh, if you're like, wait, Lawrence Kasdan, boy, that name sounds familiar. Well, uh, he's done some really, really, really great stuff. Um, Just look at his IMDb. And you'll see he's got a lot of great credits under his name. This is based on the Stephen King novel. And this is one of the few Stephen King novels that I think the movie is better than the book. I read this book and I was uh, I was pretty let down. The first half of the book was good, but the second half drug on and on. Whereas the movie kept things tight and moving quickly. And I really liked it. Uh, this, I'm... Seem to be, I seem to be in a minority on this one where uh, I think this is a really, really good movie. Um, anyway, a group of guys that have been lifelong friends, they go to this, they've got this vacationing spot in the middle of the woods, and uh, they all have uh, special powers, and it's because of this special boy that they help when they were kids. And this special boy turns out to be something even more special. And... Um, Anyway, all of a sudden there's aliens and there's a uh, military in the woods and uh, there's these aliens that pop out of your ass and it's nuts. And it's uh, it's just a cool big budget sci-fi horror movie and the cold desolate woods that is always snowy and dreary make for a fun winter movie watching experience and every time I watch this movie even though some of the CGI is dated at this point this is still a really really good movie and uh, I think that this is a very underrated movie as well so check that one out it's on Blu-ray actually just to clarify all of these are on Blu-ray there's one that is uh, that uh, only has a Canadian release, but it is streaming as well. I'll get to that later. Okay, number nine. No, let's see. Okay, number eight is uh, the Witch, and uh, this one here is um, probably better than most of the movies on the list. But uh, it's not as wintry, although it gives off the uh, the the feel of a very cold movie. And this is, um, this is directed by Roger, uh, Robert, I'm sorry, Robert Eggers. And it's about a family in 1630s, New England, uh, where they are excommunicated from their small little, uh, highly religious, uh, village, much like places here in Ohio. Ha ha. Um, and, um, they go 
to live by themselves in the woods and all sorts of uh, very, very evil things begin to happen to them and around them. Um, it, again, it's not necessarily set in winter, but it is a very cold-feeling movie. Um, there's just a lot of just sickness and uh, hey, you got to see it. It's such a fantastic movie. That is uh, thus far the best movie of the year for me. So check out The Witch. It is phenomenal. Um, I've only watched it twice now. Um, and the second time is the real reason why that movie made this list. I really liked it the first time, but the second time I was able to watch it with subtitles because it's a very difficult movie to follow otherwise because of their very, very thick accents in the movie. But when you really know what's going on and what they're saying and the underlying tones and the just the, the oppressive, evil nature of this movie, it uh, really got to me. And again, it's just a cold weather movie. I'm pro I'm planning on watching this one again. Uh, probably in January or February. Okay, so that's The Witch. Uh, number seven is, and here's another one that uh, it isn't, you know, it isn't like Dreamcatcher where it is literally set in the snow. Uh, or even We Are Still Here, because We Are Still Here is pretty much, it's, there's constant snow in the frame. If they're outside, there is snow. This one here is not, and this one here I almost didn't put in, but I gave it a pass to include because it was my favorite movie of 2013. And, or was it 14? Uh, I came out 13 and, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, my favorite movie of the year when it came out. Um, but it does have a very cold, feel especially the end and therefore it gets included and that is under the skin from Jonathan Glazer and this is an alien-ish type movie a mysterious woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery this is such an uncomfortable movie from frame one to final end credits I was glued to the screen. Both times I've watched the movie, um, it's horrific. And it's, boy, it's depiction of humans don't mean anything. We are just ants on a big rock, pretty much. Uh, but it does still have that cold feel, especially the end. And even there's a scene where, um, I don't want to spoil the movie, but there's a scene with a baby on the beach. And with waves crashing in. And for some reason, even that scene in particular was very cold and isolated feeling. But uh, the end is really what brought it home and, and actually cemented it on my list right now. And you have to see it to know what I'm talking about, but there's a bit of a reveal as to who she is. And it is in a very desolate, cold, isolated, uh, wooded area. And uh, so anyway, that's why I included it on the list. If you haven't seen Under the Skin or if you've only seen it once, do yourself a favor and give that one a rewatch. It is such a great movie. And the score uh, adds to the fun of that movie. Not fun. This movie is not fun. But just adds so much to the experience of that movie. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. Okay. So um, that was number seven. Number six is, and now this one here is um, for all of the movies that are on this list here. I would say that we are still here, and Horror Express, which is number six, would be ones that could very, very quickly be interchangeable 
Um, I really like Horror Express. Um, let me just pull that up here. It's from 1972. Um, this one here makes it onto this list primarily because it is set in the snow and it's just constantly snowing and cold. Uh, but as far as the quality of the movie, yeah, it's a good movie, but it's not up to par with some of the other movies on the list. Um, but it's got such a great cold weather feel to it that I just, I had to include this movie. Uh, also, listen to this cast. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Christopher Lee as a good guy, kind of, if he if there is such a thing. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Telly Savalas. That's all you need to know to know that this movie is awesome. And it is awesome. Um, it is uh, set in 1906 in China. A British archaeologist, Anthropologist discovers a frozen prehistoric creature and must transport it to Europe by train. And the British anthropologist is Christopher Lee. Um, while on the train, uh, Peter Cushing, he's a doctor, and they start to figure out that there is some uh, sinister goings-ons with this creature. Um, as well as, and I'm going to try to be very vague here, but there's a lot going on in this movie with this creature. It's not just a creature feature, but it is very much a where do we come from as a species? And uh, it it's that's why I think why I love this movie so much is it's not just a typical creature feature that they really go for it in the second half and you figure out what this creature is and how it's doing what it's doing on this train. And then the whole thing is set on a train pretty much. Um, it's very scary to me. Um, the creature is just uh, ugly looking and creepy looking. But what it does to the victims on the train are is so cool without being overly gory or anything, but it's very unnerving. Uh, highly recommend watching Horror Express. Pick it up on Blu-ray now while you can. I believe that Severin uh, has the rights and the rights are running out, and that is one of the movies that is going out of print. I'm very happy to own this on Blu-ray. This was one of those... I bought on the cheap a while ago and watched it. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. So anyway, check out Horror Express. It's uh, While it's not the best movie on this list, it is certainly worthy of inclusion because of the isolated, cold, wintry feel of the entire thing. Okay, now, number five. Now we're getting into the really good stuff, in my opinion. Um... And here's another one that some of you might be like, what? Why is that on the list? Well, bear with me. William Friedkin's 1972, The Exorcist. Like, what? The Exorcist? Yes, The Exorcist. Um, that movie screams to be watched in the uh, dead of winter. Let's see. EX. Hold on here. I'm just pulling this up. Um. Yes, the movie opens in Iraq and it's hot and whatever, but once we get settled in with uh, Reagan and her mom and uh, the whole possession plot going on and the, um, I guess that oppressive feel of evil in the house and it is in the fall, I guess you could say, but once things really fly off the rails by the end and everybody is breathing and you can see their breath in the house and it's just freezing cold. It's feel, it feels like once we get to the house, um, it, the movie is cold all the time. Um, everybody's cold in this movie. And 
you know, Ellen Burstyn's character is going up to the attic to check out noises up there, and which is one of the best jump scenes ever uh, to me. I I love that scene, and it it automatically makes you uneasy for the rest of the movie, um, of with that feeling of evil. But from that point on, it just it feels like it's cold. Everybody's cold in the movie, and um, yeah, it's one of the very best horror movies ever made not just that it is one of the best movies ever ever made um it holds up not just holds up upon repeat viewings but it seems to almost get better with age to me so uh, the exorcist is sitting firmly at number five number four now this is this is where lists are very subjective because uh, i'm jumping to a movie that most peoples don't seem to like, but I, along with my co-host Eric Marner, seem to quite like. And uh, that is 2006 is, uh, of course, you know, I have to pull it up here on IMDb so that I can give you, oh, here it is, 2006, Black Christmas. Now, I know that The Exorcist was just at number five, and you're like, what? Black Christmas is ahead of that? Hey, it's a Christmas movie, and it's cold outside. This is one of the most beautifully shot horror movies I have ever seen because it's not shot like a horror movie at all. It's shot like a uh, a Christmas story from the 80s, the Bob Clark movie. It's shot with fun, bright, happy Christmas lights and murder, lots of murder of college girls, uh, constantly getting murdered. And then we do flashbacks of the murderer and his childhood and how awful it was. But the lights are happy and nice and Christmassy. And I love this movie. I adore this movie. This is a yearly, uh, if not Christmas Eve, it's a, it's a yearly Christmas season viewing for me. And it doesn't age at all. It's so gory. I don't know why this movie got the hate that it did upon release. It is it's so incredibly mean-spirited and so – it's so anti-Christmas yet trying to be a Christmas movie. I love it. And I love the fact that there is a lot of nods to Silent Night, Deadly Night in this movie, first of which is Billy Lenz, the killer in the movie. Uh, the killer's name is Billy and the killer's name is Billy uh, Caldwell in Silent Night, Deadly Night. And there's other little nods to that movie. In fact, I would say that Black Christmas is a more faithful uh, remake, and it's not a remake, but a more faithful homage to Silent Night, Deadly Night than the god-awful, wretched piece of garbage that is uh, Silent Night. I hate that movie with a passion. But Black Christmas is great. Now, one thing about Black Christmas is the Blu-ray release in Canada, one is out of print, so it's Nearly impossible to find. I have it, though. Uh, but here's what's unfortunate about that is not only is it out of print, but it is the R-rated theatrical cut. And this is one movie that you should watch in uh, its extended version. The R-rated version is admittedly quite graphic, but the unrated version is nuts. Uh, this is one of the gorier slasher movies I've ever seen. Um, I mean, this thing... Eyes are ripped out and uh, ornaments are driven through faces and it's hardcore and it's fast-paced too. I love this movie. I am already looking forward to pulling out my uh, Christmas stack of movies and this is going to be one of them. In fact, I actually bought this movie on uh, – I'm guessing it was Voodoo. Actually, I bought the uncut 
uh, HD version on Voodoo because I refuse to watch the R-rated version on Blu-ray. Um, but I'm still glad I have that version because it's out of print. So anyway, Black Christmas 2006, watch it, run it on Voodoo. It's worth every penny. Or even pick up the uh, out of print, I'm guessing it's out of print, out of print DVD of it that it does have the unrated cut on it. I will say, though, that uh, this movie lends itself quite well to the to how well shot it is on high definition. So the, the Christmassy colors pop out of the screen so well in HD. But great movie. Uh, check it out. Number three. Now, here's where it got very hard because uh, from this point on, all of these should be number one. So we are talking about like they're a point away from each other. They're, they're so close together. Uh, but, you know, you have to – you have to pick them uh, as as you as you as you want them to be, and the th- that probably didn't make sense, but it's early in the morning. I'm doing a podcast, and I got kind of drunk last night. So as usual, that's when I take my shows. Is when I'm in full on hangover mode. Okay, number three is John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes, I know it's not number one like it should be, but I've got two other ones on here too. Um, come on, if you're listening to this show, you know what the thing is. Uh, group of guys in Antarctica, they uncover an alien craft and it starts to assimilate them and it's got the best practical effects of possibly any movie from Rob Bottin. Kurt Russell is Kurt Russell. Uh, the cast at this point is um, perfect, like literally a perfect cast. I love every single actor in this movie. I love every single effects shot. I love the pacing, the score uh, by... Uh, Morricone is it's so good everything about this movie is so perfect and I cannot wait to get my hands on the new Arrow I'm Arrow man days it's one of those days uh Scream Factory release which should be to my door tomorrow so I'll probably do some sort of a review on that in a later uh, future episode probably when I watch this uh, in the next couple months when it's cold outside but the thing uh just oozes cold and dread from uh, the very beginning, right? When the movie starts and we see the helicopter flying over the uh, just Antarctica and we see the dogs and then we get to the compound. It's great. It's so good. And I can't wait to rewatch this movie. Um, And supposedly the Scream Factory release changes the color uh, timing on the movie. So this is going to be very different from what the current – Blu-ray is, as well as HD DVD, the DVD, the laser disc, all that. This is going to have a different uh, color palette, so I can't wait to see that. Okay, number two is my favorite movie of all time, The Shining. And um, again, at this point, you know about The Shining. It's Stanley Kubrick. It's uh, fantastic. Um, it's, it is, in every sense of the word, it's an epic horror movie. Um, and it, it, um, it excels in every single area where I think the book from Stephen King falls slightly short. I still love the book, but I prefer the pacing. I prefer the, uh, the way the story unfolds and how it ends much better in Kubrick's movie than I did the King novel. I, a lot more. There are things that Kubrick cut out of the movie that I think were for good reason jettisoned and um uh, it's Stephen King's book is a lot more supernatural whereas this one is a lot more psychological 
but there is some underlying uh, supernatural tones until things go really crazy by the end. Um, but it's just great. And, you know, Jack Nicholson makes the movie. He's so over the top. But I cannot imagine any movie with a different actor cast in that role. He is perfect. That made that movie made him who he is, in my opinion. I know that Nicholson has done tons of movies, but to me, Jack Nicholson is The Shining. So uh, check it out. It's ice freezing cold the whole way through is what you're feeling, and you feel like you're trapped with the Torrances up in this uh, desolate hotel, and it's a fantastic movie. Okay, and number one. Now, this is not my favorite movie of all time. Obviously, that would be The Shining. But for cold weather, this has been a mainstay in my life since I was in my early teens. And I've watched it every year, sometimes more than once. But at this point now, it's like a, it's a once-a-year religious viewing for me. And that is 1984's Charles E. Sellier's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, this is as much a part of my life as it is just a standard issue slasher movie. Um, it, I saw this at a young enough age to where for some reason it just really, it really captivated me and is a horror movie and what it is about horror movies that I so adore. And since then, I, it's a yearly viewing. Uh, it's a slasher movie. Killer Santa Claus is offing people. And there's your story. Uh, I do like the fact that this one has a lot of backstory on to why he is killing. And it's kind of similar to Black Christmas, or Black Christmas is, I guess, similar to this, in that we do get some backstory on the killer. And I really, really like that. But, but on top of that, it's it just is cold. The whole movie is that desolate, wintry, cold feel. And um, this is not a happy movie at all. Uh, there is just... You know, a, a sad child's bad upbringing to what he is now, a killing Santa Claus. And it is such a great movie. Um, I just wish that we would get a proper Blu-ray release of this that would be remastered and special features. And I would especially – I would love to have like some sort of a retrospective on like where, where this movie was shot then and where like the locations now. Interviews with the cast – um, it's just, it's not the most original slasher movie, but it is the perfect example of the eighties slasher movie. This is the perfect example of what made the eighties slasher movie so good. Uh, very bloody, gory, uh, practical effects, lots of nudity, lots. Um, it just that low budget feel, but still shot on film, uh, they have these Christmas songs that work. It's just so good. I love this movie. And it makes its way to number one. So that's my top ten list of movies that you should watch in the winter when it's snowing and lousy outside and you are cold. So you pour yourself a drink and you get one of these movies out and you watch it and you just – it makes you happy. Or – makes you uncomfortable and depressed. It's all the same thing because we're horror fans. That's what horror is. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I might do a couple more top tens here in the near future just because I haven't done top tens for a while and I enjoy doing them. Uh, they're, they're fun to do, especially after last uh, episode where I spent pretty much the entire episode talking about the awesomeness that is Salem's Lot. Uh, so I want to do a little bit more of my top ten stuff. 
Um, I've got some other ideas. Hopefully you're not bored and you like them and you watch them and you like the movies too. But hey, you can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com. Visit me on Facebook. Uh, every now and then I tweet some Twittery things about uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly. Not much, but sometimes I do. Um, and there's going to be more to come. Stay tuned for another episode of Movie Freaks, of course. You can find us on iTunes and Facebook and all that great stuff. And then our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks, which I might be guest hosting, uh, guest co-hosting on that show in a future episode. We shall see. Um, anyway, I'm done talking. Thanks for listening. And please watch these movies. They're awesome. Till next time. Bye.